Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Discipleship. And saints, are you prepared? We're looking at Jesus discipling his followers. Last time, we learned about the differences between people that say they want to follow you, but do they really? And people that do want to follow you, but they, they want to do flesh things. Well, last time, we learned about the last disciple that we were looking at was one that said that, you know, my father died, I want to go bury him. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, follow me. And so we know that that disciple followed Jesus. And the reason why Jesus wanted the disciple to follow him was because there's another lesson coming. And it's an important lesson. A testing is coming. And Jesus wanted that disciple to be, you know, taking part in the next lesson, the test that was coming, that Jesus knew was going to come. So we're picking it up in verse 23. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahshua. So 23 says, Matthew chapter 8, And when he had entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. So they all followed him into a ship. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. You see that he is showing us faith. Jesus knows that he has work to do. He has work for the Father. The Father has told him to do this, to go into this boat. Jesus has um, shown the followers of him that he has supernatural power from God and that he can do supernatural things. And, and so here they are, their flesh, which is, remember, the, um, what was happening with that disciple. It was flesh stuff. It was his father that had died, and he wanted to go bury him. That's flesh stuff that has nothing to do with your spirit. So this is a flesh test. Are they going to have faith or 
are they just going to become like the rest of the world does? You've got two things going on here. You've got, in verse 24, you've got the sea and they're in a boat and the ship and the ship was being tossed to and fro and the waves were big and it was tossing them around. And, but Jesus was asleep. So, did Jesus know that there was things that he had to do? Yes, Jesus knew that he had things to do and he wanted them to trust God. Like he trusted God. Jesus was asleep. Which is interesting also that very few times do we actually see Jesus doing flesh things and sleep is a flesh thing. Very, very few times that we actually, it's written that he's actually doing flesh things. But in this case, we that, yes, Jesus did sleep. Of course, he was human. He had to sleep. And so we're shown here that he was sleeping. And his disciples came to him and awoke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. So instead of following Jesus, instead of understanding that Jesus trusted God and that as his followers, they should not worry about the flesh, that God can protect us. Don't worry about it. Jesus wasn't worried. He was sleeping. So they should have been sleeping too and trusting. See, they failed the test. They didn't um, do as Jesus did and they weren't following Jesus. Jesus said, follow me. And what was Jesus doing? Sleeping. So they should have slept, but they weren't following him. As Christians do, Jesus tells us to do things and shows us stuff in the Bible that he told us to do, but Christians don't follow Jesus. They follow what their flesh wants them to do. In this case, the disciples were afraid. They let their flesh take over. 26. Now, it is interesting that Jesus says to them, in uh, in verse 26, <laughs> he says he, he's kind of scolding them. Did Jesus scold his disciples? Of course he did. There's nothing wrong with scolding people when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And obviously, these guys weren't doing what they were supposed to do. He said, follow me. Were they following him? No. And and so, what does it say? And verse 26, And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful? So that's the question. Why are ye fearful? O ye of little faith, he had said, follow me. So if they had all slept 
even though the boat was rocking and and the waves were coming, if they had followed him or any of them had followed him and slept like he did, hey, they would have passed the test. But no, their flesh is more important to them than following Jesus. And that's why he's letting them know, oh, you don't have but a little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So Jesus wanted them to follow him. And following him means to sleep. They woke him up. They were afraid. So the test is over. So now he's going to show them, disciple them. He's going to show them the power that they have also. And what's the power? He stopped the winds and the sea. He rebuked them. Now, that's very interesting word there. Rebuked them. And the word rebuke means to admonish, to forbid the winds and the sea. So you see, this wasn't just a simple storm that it was just a regular storm that happens, you know, because the weather of the earth and stuff like that. This storm was brought about and allowed to happen by God, and it was brought about by the dark side. And they were um, part of the test. Yes, the dark side brings forces against you and sometimes tremendous forces against you, are you going to trust and follow what Jesus did? Sleep, go to sleep, don't worry about what the dark side's doing. Or are you going to worry about what the dark side's doing and think that the dark side can win over you and be afraid and think you're going to die and... It was a test, and that's why Jesus rebuked the winds and the sea. It was because it was the dark side that caused the problem, and they were allowed to. Now, it is interesting, isn't it, that we have the power to stop the dark side from actually you know, causing trouble in our lives. And how do we do it? Jesus showed us. He went to sleep. He trusted God. He didn't care what the dark side was doing. And right now, he had to sleep. You see? And so when he got to the other side, he had works to do. But there was no work for him to do here, so he was able to sleep. And so he was at peace. See, that's the peace that you have when you're one with God. When you listen to the Holy Spirit telling you what you should be doing. You understand? So, what happened? So he rebuked them. He, you know, told them that they have very little faith. And 27 said... 
But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this that even the winds and the seas obey him? Absolutely. You see, they were being shown the power that God gives humans if they have faith, if they're doing the works of the kingdom. Now Jesus is going to show them the next lesson concerning God's power over the dark side. See, the dark side was, you didn't see the dark side there, that they were just, it was just the wind and the waves and stuff. Let's, let's look at verse 28, continuing here. And when he was come to the other side, into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils. The dark side actually possessing two human beings, okay? Coming out of the tombs. Coming out of the tombs. So that's where they hung out. They hung out in the tombs where the dead were. Interesting, isn't it, that the disciple that wanted to give had be given a break for a little while so he could go bury his father who was dead. He was going to the tombs to bury his father. And it is interesting that now Jesus is bringing them to some tombs and showing them what happens to those that are dead, those that aren't doing the works of the kingdom, those are, that are not connected to God. You've got these two people possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fear so that no man may pass by that way. So these two devils came out of the tombs and they were, like as we would say today, acting psychotic acting psychotic to the point that no one would even go near them because of the way that they acted. And so, you see Jesus and the disciples are walking along, and here you go, they're passing these tombs, and these guys came out. 29, and behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? So, you know, before they came out of the tombs, did they know that Jesus was there? No. (laughs) They didn't know Jesus was there until they came up to where he was. So that lets you know that demons have a, they don't have like, uh, you know, a demon can be here and then see what's going on way far away. The only way that they can see what's going on is if they're right there with you. So they didn't know that was Jesus, so they wouldn't have gone nowhere near him. And so they're saying they knew who he was, the Son of God. Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Torment us before the time. And, of course, what are they talking about They know about the day of Jesus Christ, the millennium, the thousand years of teaching. What's going to happen 
in the thousand years of teaching. When Jesus arrives on earth, according to the book of Revelation, Satan's system and those that are a part of Satan's system, the supernatural part, all of the supernatural except for Satan will be thrown into the lake of fire. That's right. They're gone. They're out of here. Finished. No more. And so these demons know that they're headed to the lake of fire. Because remember, Matthew tells you that, that the demons know that they're headed to the lake of fire because it was prepared for them. And it's interesting, isn't it, that Jesus doesn't say anything in this particular And then the Matthew tells us, and there was a good way off from them and heard of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of the swine. So it is interesting that the devil said, if thou cast us out. So they knew that Jesus didn't necessarily have to cast them out. Jesus came uh, um, around many demons. He knew the demons. And unless they actually approached him, he usually didn't bother with them. So they know that he could not, you know, he could choose not to, you know, send the Spirit of God and have them kicked out of these two humans if he wanted to. And so they're saying, hey, if, you, if you're going to kick us out, let us go into those swine. And he said unto them, go. So he talked to them and he said, go into the swine. And when they would come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and perished in the waters. So the animals, even the unclean pigs, which is not good for you to eat, (laughs) even they knew that you don't want demons around you or possessing you. And what does it say? And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything and what was befallen to the possessed of the devil. So, you see, you had Jesus is teaching his followers a lesson here. You have power over demons. If they approach you and bother you, you can send them away. And, you know, if you decide to send them somewhere else instead of just sending them away, that you can have them go wherever you want them to go. You can allow them to go to other places. And everybody in the area knew that these two humans had a horrible life because they were possessed, completely, totally possessed by demons. And they lived in the, where the dead were, and they didn't live a life and they all they did was torment people when they came by and scared them and what kind of a life is that and so they went the people that were watching the pigs went and they went and told those that you know owned the pigs what happened 
said, hey, this guy came, you know those two demons, people that act crazy around the tombs? Well, the demons left them, and the demons went into your pigs, and the pigs went and killed themselves. And so Jesus is teaching a lesson here about the world, about those that are a part of the world, and believers too, if they're concerned with worldly things and connected to the world. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. So, did they care about those two people now being able to live normal lives? The demons were gone? No. They cared about flesh stuff. What? Their money. Their profit. What they made money doing. Which is an interesting thing since this is, since Jesus only goes around to those of Israel, the pigs are unclean. In that day, you couldn't eat pigs. So these people were um, not only partaking of pigs, but they were you know, raising pigs. It was their livelihood, so they were selling unclean animals to other people that were of Israel. So you understand Jesus is showing his disciples, look, these people are breaking the law of God. These people only care about making money. These people don't care about others. And these people don't want you around when you do works that God really wants you to do. Which means, why did Jesus let them go into the pigs? Because the pigs were unclean. And Jesus didn't want them eating pigs. You understand? And so the disciples were taught about the dead and those connected to the dead and what the flesh world does and this is not the way you're supposed to do things. When you're doing the works of the kingdom, you're supposed to be not concerned with flesh things and doing what Jesus showed us to do. And that completes this discipleship lesson. And saints, are you prepared? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 